Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. All right, today is September 23rd, and I have Nick Bork and Jordan Recker joining me in the crowded podcast room today. How are we doing over there, boys? Oh, we're doing good, Lucas. Yep, doing well, Lucas. All right, as they said, uh, this is Lucas Peters, your fill-in podcast host for the ProAg uh, podcast here on this Friday. Mike Miner enjoying a little uh, time away from the office, and... Uh, uh, he's away, but uh, boy, the markets were a little crazy this week. Uh, hey, Jordan? Yeah, we had uh, quite a lower day today and uh, kind of a little bit lower on the week. So, corn today uh, down 11.5 cents at 6.76 and three quarters on the December corn, while soybeans were also lower down 31 and a quarter at 14.25 and three quarters on those November beans. The livestock today also traded quite a bit lower. Down a buck fifty on the October hogs at ninety two sixty two and a half, and December hogs were down two eighty seven and a half at eighty two eighty. The live cattle today down sixty cents at one forty four twenty five on October. December down eighty cents at one forty eight fifty five with a cattle on feed report. For the week, we've seen corn unchanged, soybeans down twenty five cents, cattle down almost three bucks, and lean hogs over five dollars. So. It was quite the red day. Crude oil also kind of charging lower, down 438 currently at 79.11 on the November crude oil. This week, you know, we uh, had a uh, Fed fund uh, rate hike of another three quarter percent, which is, uh, you know, helping push uh, these commodities lower. Um, expected to see another two hikes. For the rest of the year, maybe another one and a half percent is what uh, they're expected to add on to that. Um, you know, going forward here, we got inflation kind of soaring, and currently we're over eight percent. You know, when you look at history there to kind of squash this inflation going forward, history would tell you that you need to see interest rates up over the inflation number. Currently, we're only at three percent on the um fed funds rate so it uh it's gonna be a while here with these uh rising interest rates i think what do you think that's gonna do to our uh, producers out there that have to borrow some money for inputs or uh, feed costs jordan yeah it's it's gonna be tough right commodities lower interest rates i mean it's it's probably gonna be a couple years i mean there's a few talking three three years of this stuff is what uh, what we could see but the dollar um, today kind of showed what uh, what it can do to commodities, right? Dollar um, up a buck eighty at one point. I seen trading almost one hundred and thirteen, where last week we were at one hundred and ten. I mean, yeah. this is this is some big numbers we're talking about now yeah. that can really hurt exports, right? Like a twenty year high or something crazy on a on the dollar, like exactly. I looked it up. It was uh, March of uh, two thousand two. Today is the last time we've seen. March of 2002, you were still in grade school, weren't you? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been a while. I know that. Uh, uh, So, you know, boy, Jordan, you're full of a lot of good news there. Uh, uh, Is there any good news in the countryside now that the combines are rolling? What are you hearing out there for yields? 
Yeah, so so far on yields, um, getting a little bit back on the bean yields. We've we've had a few producers out there, and um, you know some different stuff coming from the countryside. I'd say you know it's uh, mid to low 60s is kind of been the number that I've heard a lot of. Um, heard some stuff out in South Dakota in the 40s, but as you kind of work here in Southwest Minnesota, um, mid to upper 50s to low 60s kind of seems to be about the number i've i've heard of some 70s so there's some surprising stuff out there it looks like some some decent bean yields so far on the corn side you know you got uh basis levels that are um still rather stout kind of coming into harvest so we have seen some wet corn coming out to try to fill those contracts um and you know it's been pretty decent too i think everyone's kind of pleasantly surprised right the hilltops are definitely a, a little thin, right? You know, a little bit lower moisture is definitely going to kind of take care of them. But the valleys, you know, they got some some pretty good corn down there. So I've heard, you know, 200, 220, a lot of stuff kind of coming in right around there is what it seems like on the corn side. Yeah, I would have to agree with you locally. The, You know, some of the silage appraisals coming in from uh, uh, our customers we work with and the adjusters that we talk to, um, you know, locally or 210, 230 are a pretty common number for, uh, getting a silage appraisal in and, and some of those early corn, uh, you know, getting combined is, is right in that range as well. Uh, soybeans, uh, locally, like I said, I think that 60 to 65 is going to catch a lot of soybeans in Rock County and, and stretching a little further East. Uh, as we look West and talking to a few guys out there, a lot of 40 bushel beans, uh, out in South Dakota, the way it looks, at least on these early harvest results, um, you know, it's kind of uh, not a funny story if you're uh, if you're down in southern South Dakota, but talking to a farmer down there, he thinks his soybeans are going to yield the same as his corn, or maybe a little more. That's uh, never a good combination uh, to have. Um, yeah, so there's some some tough spots out there, but uh, early results locally look uh, real really positive and. And prices are still high enough to make uh, make a profit and, and look forward to next year. So uh, thanks for the uh, market update there, Jordan. And uh, now we're going to switch gears to, to my good friend Nick Bork. Uh, we had a cattle on feed report uh, this afternoon about 2 o'clock. Nick, uh, what, what did that tell us? Yeah, thanks, Lucas. Um, we certainly had a uh, had a you know a cattle on feed report showing that the industry here is kind of turning on all cylinders. Yet today, certainly the uh, the slaughter numbers are showing that we're still killing a a huge amount of cattle for this time of year. Packers are aggressively buying cattle, and and there certainly is a lot of willing sellers out there yet too with with what cost of gains have done over the last year and continue to do. Um, 101 percent uh, for this for the for the uh, September 1st on feed number. Um, that would be that that'd be the second highest uh, uh, number that we've seen for cattle on feed in the last 10 years, just second only to 2020. Um, so certainly got a lot of lot of numbers on feed yet, but uh, we're really turning and burning cattle. Um, Marketings are high, and therefore placements have been higher too. But um, the the placements for for August came in at one hundred and one percent. It is kind of interesting that um, Iowa actually showed about one hundred and sixteen percent increase in placements over uh, over a year ago, and I think that's that's part of uh you know the industry is kind of shifting again a, a little bit to the northern plains you know this cost to gain 
certainly as feed costs have gotten high that's that's more more uh pronounced in the south you know the the Hereford, Texas area, the 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 the, the heavy feedlot areas where they really got to ship a lot of byproducts and corn in um, is is certainly feeling it in this market. But um, so we are seeing some some big placements in the farmer feeder sector. Um, marketing's we're also we're at 108 percent of a year ago. That uh, also would be the the, the biggest uh, marketing August that we have seen in the last ten years. So, just a true testament that a lot of cattle on feed, but the thing is really cycling. Uh, we're we're really moving through a lot of cattle these days. So, um, we'll have to see how this how this plays out going into September and October. Here, the the numbers do kind of die down. Um, from a year ago for the for the cattle that are available now for October and November um, so uh, you know without having a lot of carryover from from these from the last couple months and then the the supply actually declining for October November hopefully we do continue to see this cash market move higher we have we did see about a three dollar increase in uh, in the cash market here again this week and it looks like that uh, should should continue as uh, as we continue to pull cattle forward and 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 ship cattle in this environment. Yeah. So uh, thanks for uh, the update uh, there, Nick. Uh, uh, I think yesterday we had a cold storage report uh, come out uh, as well. Anything uh, real surprising in that uh, that report, uh, Jordan? Yeah. You know, we did have a cold storage report come out. It was a little bit bearish there too. Um, you know, it showed. Uh, a record uh, amount of frozen uh, beef um, in the freezer. So I think 1% higher than last year. Um, no, 1% higher than the than the previous month and 20% higher than last year is where it kind of came in at. So um, kind of pile on a couple of bearish reports on top of each other here. Yep, kind of some bearish reports, uh, some bearish news, and we kind of had a bearish way to end the week, right, uh, fellas? So, yeah, and all that considered, you know, with the with the big kills and then and then kind of a lot of beef in storage, we have finally seen after a very flat choice and select beef cutout all year long. That certainly has been trending lower going into the fall season here too. So, very good. Uh, well, geez, we kind of ended on a sour note here, uh, guys. What is something you're looking forward to this weekend or next week, uh, market-wise or anything? A uh, full week of bean harvest coming up next week, right? Mm-hmm. There you 75 go. 75-degree temps should, should get the combines rolling. Good, Nick. Yeah, I would just say that uh, that this next week's forecast is certainly going to be uh, going to promote some uh, beef growth out there. We just got some cooler temps finally coming, and and uh, and you know cattle are going to really grow well here here again soon after we've been hot for a really long time. So sounds good. Well, hopefully uh, everybody out there has a uh, a good weekend and a safe start to the harvest. And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us from our website at professionalagmarketing.com or check out our newly added hog-specific podcast named Hog Market Talk that's released every Thursday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk and loss that is not suitable for all investors.